Hey, this is Dexter Sites. My name's Caleb Wood. My name is Billy Wood And you're listening. You're listening to. You are listening to the Drum Report. To the GoPro Drum Report. To GoPro Drum Report on Verbmoto. On Verbmoto. On Verbmoto. What's going on, you guys? Before we get started on the podcast, I want to let you know that World Mini is on the horizon. You can barely see it just coming up over the edge of the horizon there. And uh, that is April 4th through 7th. And they are having full Kawasaki contingency through every single class. So whether you're on a 65, the beautiful KX65 that's been unchanged since basically forever, or if you happen to be on a 450 Kawasaki, you can, you are eligible for Kawasaki contingency. I believe the bike has to be somewhat current in order to be able to be eligible for that, but we're looking forward to that. That's going to be awesome. That is April 4th through 7th at Mesquite MX. They also have Burbadilla coming down the pipe. That is May 18th through 19th at Unadilla. Beautiful facility there uh, over in New York, uh, just outside of New Berlin, New York. And uh, also mark your calendars, June 15th and 16th at Washougal. We are bringing back pit bike straight rhythm at Verbapalooza. So don't miss either of those events, whether it's World Mini, Verbadilla, or Verbapalooza. We got some exciting events coming down the pipe, and you don't want to miss any of them. All right. Let's get to the podcast. Say and spell your uh, your last your first and last name for me. Okay, so T E G A N. Yep. And then K O R T E N B A C H. And say your the first and last name for me. Tegan Cortenback. Tegan Cortenback. Perfect. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, that's just for our editors so that when they, if they do use the video for anything or, or if they're making an editor whatsoever, they just know how to spell and, and uh, uh, they know how to spell it properly. Um, perfect. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's get cracking on the podcast, my friend, and uh, we'll be off to the races. Sound good? Yep. All right. <clears throat> Welcome to another episode of the Grom Report here on the Verb Pod Network. I'm your host, Brad Gebhardt, and all of the Grom Reports are brought to you by GoPro. Please and proud to welcome a fellow Canadian. I've been wanting to have him on the podcast for quite some time now. He is a rising star in not only Canadian moto, but just moto across the world. Because uh, he's he's, he's going to be at World Mini for the second year in the in a row. That's Tegan Korkabach. Tegan, how's it going? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? I'm not doing too bad, man. It's uh, It's a Thursday afternoon. Uh, you're fresh off the bike. You've been uh, riding most of the time down down in California. Uh, I know you went to the Arizona Supercrosses last weekend. You're all over the place. Um, kind of setting your sights on uh, World Mini. Uh, yes, no? Yeah, we're going to World Mini for the second year in a row. Hopefully uh, going to take some championships home. No doubt. Yeah, you, you were definitely a disturbance last year. That was when you were first on my radar. Uh, first time we ever saw the, uh, the, the 247 machine in your program. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and uh, and why you you kind of made it your way down to uh, California and sort of the the the, the south southwest a little bit. Um, get into that a little bit for us. So yeah, obviously back home we got quite a bit of snow back up in Alberta, so uh, and it's cold. So we came down to California to get some riding in, get some training, and just keep the year rolling. Try not to take too big of a break during the winter and. Uh, improve so that come out swinging next year 
No doubt. Yeah, you want to stay sharp. And uh, so last time we saw you, you were kind of splitting time between riding super minis and making that move over to big bikes, which uh, can be difficult for some uh, young men. And honestly, I, I was surprised to see that you didn't ride a, uh, a 125 or a 150 at all. Uh, went straight to the uh, to the big bike 250F. Uh, what was the thought process there? Uh, on my super mini, I raced quite a bit of schoolboy classes in uh, Canada. So against 125s in my super mini. And uh, we kind of just figured that I was ready for the big bike. I was strong enough and uh, heavy enough. So we just went right to it. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, you're like, I think I've said this a number of times in this podcast, like eventually you're going to be on four strokes. Uh, you're going to run that technology. So why not get, get to it as quickly as possible uh, when it is safe to do so, of course. Um, so like I said, right off the hop, you are Canadian. Whereabouts in Canada are you from? Uh, and how, how long have you been into the sport, man? I'm from Edson, Alberta. And uh, I've been into the sport since I was three years old. I got a KTM 50 for my third birthday. And uh, rode that, did my first race when I was six years old on a 50. Shortly after, then got a 65 and did the whole local series for a while. And then uh, got on 85s, raced local series for a couple of years. And then uh, first time I ever went to nationals was in 2020. And we went to Walton Transcan in uh, Walton, Ontario. And uh, had tons of fun there. Got third in my first ever national. Was pretty proud of that. And it's just been uphill building for there. We've been getting uh, more intense every year, and uh, taking it, taking it one step at a time. But definitely trying to improve as fast as possible. Certainly and absolutely no. It's it's amazing to see uh, just how quickly you've been able to uh, rise through the ranks. Uh, I know you're a KTM pilot today. Um, do, do you get some, a little bit of help from uh, KTM Canada and, and have you always been on the green, the orange, orange machines? Yeah, I've always been uh, on the orange machine my whole career. And that is super, super sick, dude. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's impressive to see just how quickly, uh, you've, you started to progress, um, uh, seeing you at, at races like world mini. And, uh, I wouldn't be surprised as like, are, do you have like aspirations to possibly, uh, race Loretta's? Uh, on a big bike or uh, or are you solely focused on uh, having your success uh, mainly throughout the year uh, north of the border? So, yeah, uh, this year the plan is we're in uh, the C classes, so 250C and 250C Junior Limited and 250C Limited. We're going to qualify for Loretta's and go to Loretta's. And uh, that's as far as the U.S. Oh, we're going to hit some spring nationals as well in those classes. Then back up in Canada, we're going to hit the West Can at uh, Raymond. And then we're going to go over to Ontario for the Walton Trans Can. That sounds like a busy schedule. So uh, will you be heading down to uh, to Texas with uh, Grayson Townsend and the rest of uh, all the amateur hotshots to do the Texas two-step and then uh, make your way back for the uh, the Pacific uh, time zone where there's uh, you've got World Mini and then shortly thereafter you have Cal Classic the weekend after? Yeah, we'll be uh, heading over to Texas for the Freestone Spring Nationals and uh, Spring Eating and other ones like that, and uh, hopefully do good there and then come back and do some races. Well, we'll do World Mini and some things like that over in the western uh, states, and then uh, we'll see where she goes from there. Fair enough. So for for a lot of the kids that are uh, back home in Alberta where you're from uh like this whole program is is pretty alien to them like being able to 
to ride in the states, ride these national tracks, uh, ride even even be able to ride throughout the winter. Uh, aside from the fact that uh, on a mild day in Calgary, you might be able to spin some laps at, at Wild Rose. Uh, what are your friends back home think of the fact that you're able to uh, to ride as much as you do and compete at the level that you do so? I have a lot of friends uh, wishing they could join me down here, but uh, yeah, I'm so happy for the opportunity and just so thankful for being able to come down and train and improve my skills uh, down here and not having to take a break. It's honestly the best thing possible. No doubt. So with putting that much time on bikes, you probably must go through uh, a lot of parts, a lot of gear, a lot of oil, you name it. Um, who's doing the majority of the, the bike work? Are, are you uh, breaking out the T-handles when you come back to the track, uh, coming back after riding all day, or is that uh, your old man uh, uh, busting his knuckles in the garage? Uh, we try to split it pretty evenly. Uh, often uh, I do some bike work, and then he'll do some. Just depending on what our schedule looks like, we're uh, just trying to fit it in. And uh, I can do all my own bike work. I just need some help sometimes, and uh, – that's how she goes. Fair enough. Well, it's probably your dad's toolbox that you're digging into, so uh wouldn't be surprised if he's supervising uh, at the very, very least. Um, so when it comes to, like, progressing throughout the sport, you're you're currently in the C class. I assume that you'll probably progress in through uh, the big bike classes on your way towards uh, hopefully getting to the A class and, and running some uh, pro motos at some point. What what does Tiki and Korkenbach work on the most as far as like skill on the bike, um, trying to drop your lap time? What are what are some of the actual things that you're putting into practice on a regular basis in order to to up that skill level? Uh often like from right when I was a kid getting on bikes, I uh my dad always taught me technique before speed. So that's okay. that's what I've been working on through my whole career and it almost kinda comes easy for me now, the technique side of things. I always still work on elbows and of course the little things like that and getting the head up and things like that. But uh yeah, some of the things like that is just what I work on. But uh yeah, I, things like technique and uh starts and a couple other things is often when I go to a track, that's what I work on. That's what I need to improve to be at the top. Fair enough. Well, yeah, working on starts is important, especially at a, at a race like World Mini, where the the, the gates are going to be absolutely full. You're going to have to get a good start every single one of those races. And uh, you pulled, some, I think you pulled more than a couple of hole shots at uh, Mesquite before. I saw you down there for uh, the Thanksgiving uh, Classic uh, only about maybe two months ago, three months ago. Yeah, down at Thanksgiving Classic at Mesquite, I uh, got my first AMA played in the 250C class. I uh, pulled quite a few hole shots and was on the road to win the other title as well in my other class, but uh, had just a small issue that held me back a little bit, but no big deal. Yeah, man, I was a bit heartbroken for you. I was calling that moto and uh, to see you come up a little bit short there, but hey, uh, that's all part of it. Um, so for you riding and training, are you, are you doing a lot of training off the bike or is it uh, specifically doing like mostly just ride days, spending as much time on the motorcycle as possible? Or, uh, do you have a mountain bike or a road bike along with you to, uh, put in some training sessions with that as well? Yeah. So I, uh, do a lot of training off the bike with, uh, I've been training with Ryder McNabb and, uh, we've been down here and we have the same gym trainer, Jim Fredrickson. So, uh, we're down here and we have our own gym in the house here and uh, we go on road bike rides, do all sorts of, all sorts of that fun stuff. Nice. And uh, yeah, 
we uh, push each other to the limit for sure. Well, I want, learning off of a, a guy like uh, Ryder, like that's a two-time Canadian national champ, uh, still a young man in his own right, but uh, an absolute beast as far as the fitness side of things goes. Um, what are some of the things that you've learned from him? Oh, definitely he's really good at keeping his composure uh, at the track. And uh, honestly, on the bike, off the bike, he's taught me so many things, whether it's in the gym, lifting, or just how to talk to people, or even on the track. Like, just his technique is amazing and uh, super strong on the bike. No doubt. And uh, that, that certainly also helps with the fact that he's – uh, currently kind of getting things ready for, uh, is he race? Is he going to be racing some supercross futures or what's the deal with, uh, with him? Yeah, he's supposed to race some supercross futures. Uh, yeah, he's, he's looking pretty good and he's, he's, uh, doing good. Uh, what, what, what about yourself? Are, do you have some supercross aspirations? Are you going to keep it on the, the national side of things? Yeah. So I've, uh, I've done quite a few Chilliwack arena crosses and some Rimby arena crosses back home oh, yeah. and things like that. So I got a good arena cross background, and uh, down here I've been doing some supercross practicing and uh, getting my feet wet with the big dogs. The tight confines of the barn crosses the Chilliwack. That is cool, man. Uh, that is actually an amazing series that you guys have out that way. It's good to see that they breathe some new life into that. Um, like when it comes to uh, events that you're able to sort of source out. Down south there, is it is it mostly outdoor races? Like, are you, is there any arena cross uh, races that you might be able to uh, sign yourself up for? I know they were in Reno not long ago. Uh, have you looked into stuff like that, or is it uh, mainly focused just on moto right now? As of right now, it's mostly motocross. I know at Freestone this year at the Spring Nationals, they're for the first year ever they're doing supercross, but it'll be more of a minio style supercross track, so not super yeah. aggressive, but uh. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Mostly just uh, outdoor stuff. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, who 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 do you uh, who inspires you from the uh, professional side of things? I, like, I, I think you're the kind of kid who does get, kind of keep your finger on the pulse of professional racing. Who do you look up to? Who do you model your own uh, style after? Well, there's quite a few guys that I look up to in the pro ranks uh, between. Um, the U.S. Uh, racing and the GPs. Uh, obviously, we'd all like to replicate Jet's technique, Deegan's raw speed, Sexton's uh, style on the bike, mm-hmm. AP's yeah. awesome attitude, Hurling's warrior's mentality. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No That's, doubt. Uh, well, yeah, the, the, the combining all those guys together would make, would make one – uh, pretty incredible athletes. Uh, I think you just na- named off maybe four of the uh, the most compelling uh, athletes in the sport. So uh, that that's a that's a pretty pretty good uh, thing to to uh, pick from. Uh, what about uh, like off the bike uh, on the side of like? Is you're you're how old? I'm 15. So are you AMA 15 or AMA 14? I'm AMA 14. AMA 14. So you're still pretty young in the game. Um, what do you, what do you do? What do you spend most of your time with off the bike? I assume there's some schoolwork to be done. Uh, but when you don't have your nose in the books, are, are we playing a little bit of video games? Are we listen to music? Are we reading? What's your deal? Uh, when we're off the bike, well, obviously we do quite a bit of working out and, uh, training, do lots of road bike rides. Uh, I like to go outside, play with my dog, Marty. Marty? Uh, we, I do lots of surfing, skiing, um, fishing, all sorts of things like that. 
mountain biking and uh i like to spread my uh skills not just in motocross a man of many different talents uh are you missing uh uh lake louise and banff and all that right now like where where do you like to ski back home yeah we the local ski hill for me is uh in jasper at marmot basin yeah i go there quite a bit and uh the sights are sweet and i just love uh shredding that fresh powder you get into the the terrain park at all can you ski backwards or what Oh yeah, a little bit. Dabble in the train park a little bit, but I'm mostly a backcountry skier. We uh put some skins on and hike up the mountain and then ski down, hit some cliff drops and things like that. That is super badass, man. Well, uh I, I'm sure uh you are missing that a little bit by going down to uh California, but at the same time probably not totally missing it because you are able to uh just shred some of the, the, the gnarliest tracks that Southern California has to offer. Uh, between like Paula, uh, Glen Helen and all that, what, what's your favorite, uh, um, sort of, uh, regular public track to ride down in, uh, in Southern California? All of them are pretty wicked down here. I've ridden, I think all of them now. Um, but I'd have to say some of my favorites are Glen Helen. I love those big hills and how rough it gets. And, uh, Paula's always really good, especially right now. It's been raining a lot and, uh, the ruts are super nice and deep. And uh, also, we've been uh, going to Hemet Supercross every so often and having quite a bit of fun there, learning and learning Supercross suspension and just uh, getting my feet wet. Fair enough. Well, there might be a, a Korkenbach uh, uh, jersey behind me at some point. Uh, I know I got a McNabb around here somewhere, but um, that is pretty rad, dude. So like, you're, you're coming out to world mini for the second year in a row this year. Uh, we brought it back last year. You had success last year. Um, and you're looking for more this year, like the track itself, it's got some elevation change. It's got really deep ruts. You've raced it a number of times now. Uh, let the people know at home sort of what, what's in store for them on the beautiful landscape of Mesquite MX. Yeah. Mesquite has actually got to be my favorite track ever they get such wicked such wicked ruts there and uh the racing is always good there lots of people show up um the start is really good i love the greats there the hills are super fun and uh yeah i always love going to world mini that that race is so much fun there yeah i'm I'm disappointed to hear that uh you're going to be down in texas for the spring nationals because i was about to say you should come out to the the gypsy 500 which uh, is just march 9th but i think you're going to be in texas that that at that on that weekend um but i'm looking forward to it man um like they've got an off-road loop i don't know if you're much of an off-road guy but uh it's not even off-road as much as just like old school moto like it's kind of just like a a track out in the hills which is super super neat um yeah i'm I'm excited about it i'll get to i get to turn a wheel when it's going to be uh like minus 15 back here so uh all my friends will be jealous yeah i uh i dabble my feet in some off-road every now and then i i really enjoy it actually back home i build quite a few single tracks and things like that uh it's it's pretty fun when uh when you have time to do it that's badass so um does your old man ride yeah he does he uh used to race but now he just rides for fun. How long have you been faster than him? Oh, I think I was faster than him, like, maybe my second year on 85s. <laughs> Damn, Justin. Dad, you, you kids throwing some uh, some daggers here on the podcast. 
Uh, well, that's super sick, man. I'm looking forward to seeing you down at uh, Mesquite MX uh, and also looking forward to sort of seeing your career unfold and progress throughout uh, the classes you're currently racing. And I'll, hopefully I'll see you down at, uh, at the ranch. Uh, I'm looking to go. I have no doubt that you will be there as well. Um, as far as a, a qualifying national or a qualifying race, would you end up probably doing Washougal as the, uh, for uh, the Northwest or what's the deal? We've looked at a couple at the moment and we're still deciding on which regionals we want to hit and which areas, but definitely with Shugle, um, was a possibility. You might do Mesquite too, right? Yeah. Maybe even Mesquite for an area qualifier and, uh, possibly Paula for a regional and, uh, yeah, that's the plan so far. Fair enough, dude. Well, wherever you end up lining up, I'm, I'm sure you'll be able to put it in the spot necessary to make it to the ranch. And uh, and get it done. But uh, I know you got a, an impressive list of sponsors that, for some reason, continues to get longer every time that I talk to you. There's more kit, more more companies that want to get on the bandwagon. Uh, Tegan, give me uh, uh, run down those sponsors for us. Let them know who uh, who helps you out. I'd uh, love to thank every one of my sponsors. They do so much for me, keep my racing career going. Uh, we got Jason and Jay at Riders. We got JSR and Matt DeRoy at KTM Canada. We got uh, Zoe and Ben at Liat and Ben at Kimpex. Ryan slash the new Flockhart at 100% makeshift concepts. We got Christy at Bad Habit and Wide Open Slashing. Conrad at the Motorcycle Garage. Rhino Power Canada. John at Motul. Brandon Gatlin at Vision Build. They always provide such a sweet track in Ontario. And uh, my trainer, Jim Fredrickson along with Charlie at CJR and uh, Tom at ZTAC. He helps out a bunch. Yeah, Charlie over at, uh, at CJR. That's a, that's a race tech dealer, right? You're, you're a race tech kid. Oh, yeah. That is awesome. I, I'm sure that Checkers will be glad to, happy to hear that. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that we, uh, we'll bring him over to you guys at, uh, at Loretta's uh, when you're down there. Uh, Chris Riesenberg over at Race Tech. Uh, he's basically the big boss of the hot sauce. Uh, that makes all that stuff go. And for those kids listening to this podcast, how Tegan just read off his sponsors, not only just thanking the businesses themselves, but also like acknowledging who over there is the one that helps them out and what the product is. That is an absolutely perfect way to go about that. So if anyone can learn anything aside from the fact you got to watch out for Tegan this coming year is, is that that is exactly how to thank your sponsors. And I thank you for coming on the show, Tegan. Thank you so much. It was a blast. Thanks for talking to me. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks. Thank you, my friend. Don't hang up just yet. But for podcast sake, let's cut things off right there.